of grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, in the, the Christian life, of course, we're often maybe told, even from little children, that we're, we're not supposed to be selfish. We're supposed to, you know, be able to put, put other people first, and, and certainly for the, the most part that is true. But I wanted to talk to you this morning about the one place where I think that we are called to be selfish. It might seem like a strange message for the Christmas season. But dear friends, I believe that one place that we're called to be selfish is in our spiritual life. The Lord himself tells us to work out our own salvation. And when we begin to examine you know, that term that's translated from the Greek, it, it really referred to mining in the ancient world. Where a, a miner would, you know, go down into the, the cave, into the hole, and, and would, you know, search for that valuable metal. And, and then he would work diligently to bring that metal out, to work it out of the ground. And dear friends, in that very same way, you and I are called to work out our salvation. Now thinking about that mining analogy, you know, what, what's really most important to that miner you know, is to get that, that gold or that silver or to you know, find those diamonds. That, that's how the miner you know, makes his living, that, that's his livelihood. How am I going to get more of those things? How am I going to find them better? What am I going to do to be more productive. And that's exactly, you know, what our Lord is bringing to our mind when he says, work out your salvation. Right? First of all, it means that we make it like the number one priority, don't we? You see, when, when you're right with God, your friends and family, they can come and ask you for your prayers, and your prayers can be effective in their lives. But, well, you, you've been in, in that other place, too, haven't you? When, you know, God kind of became, you know, second or third place, you know? And oh, I know Sunday morning rolled around and well, there was something, the other thing that I had to do and I couldn't really make it to church that week. And, you know, and you wanted me to, you know, really follow diligently along with the, the scripture. But I found some exceptions in my own personal life where I, I thought, you know, maybe those things didn't really have to apply. Right, you begin to maybe take shortcuts and to make compromises and you weren't really, you know, strong with the Lord and then someone in your family came to you with an important prayer and you went, oh. And maybe you didn't say it out loud, but you thought to yourself, you know, I, I don't really feel connected to God right now and I, I haven't been in, in church for the last month and, 
and I, you know, ju just kind of cut some corners on my taxes as I was preparing them this week, and I don't really know if I can pray for that. But maybe you just kind of smiled, and you said, oh, sure, I'll pray about that. Oh, it'll be fine. But no, the, the reality is, when we become distant from God, when we're not able to, to grasp his word, when it doesn't really matter to us all that much, when we're starting to cut corners in our own personal life, we're failing, aren't we? We're not working out our salvation. We're not really caring about how to more efficiently get more grace into our hearts. We're not trying to find ways that we can spend time with the Lord. We're not trying to, you know, look for opportunities to open our Bible and apply the things that we learned. We're not where God wants us to be. And the, the reason I, I began the, this sermon with that idea of selfishness is that, you know, the needs of other people can also take us away from God, can't they? You know, maybe you, you, you got up the, you know, the, this morning and, and you thought to yourself, you know, I want to spend some time in the Word of God, but then, you know, your, your, your grandson was visiting or something like that, and he said, hey, hey, Grandma, can I have some oatmeal? And he went, oh, okay, you know, I've got to make oatmeal for the grandson. You know, and I, I picked that one because my, my grandmother, Irene, would always make me oatmeal for breakfast whenever I'd go to visit her. Right? And she put cream on my oatmeal. Cream and sugar. It was good. And so, you know, you kind of understand, okay, you know, my, my, my grandchildren are here, you know, and I, I was going to read, you know, my, my Bible, but, you know, grandson is asking for oatmeal, i got to make the oatmeal, don't I? i to make the oatmeal. And then maybe, you know, there's someone out there today, and they said, well, you know, I, I, I need to make it to, to church. I want to be able to go to the church, but, you know, there, there's some other things that came up. Especially during the, this, you know, time of the, the, the plague, right? We have people saying, oh, Grandma, don't go to church. Oh, we're worried about your health. I don't, don't want you to go. I stay home. Oh, well, you know, the grandchildren, right, concerned about me. You know, very possible, right, today. Well, so now, now, now what happened? You, you, you didn't read your Bible this morning because you had to make the oatmeal. And you didn't go to church this morning because the, the grandkids were concerned. And now, where are you at? Okay? And so that, that particular Sunday goes by. And you, you didn't get fed. And you didn't spend time with the Lord. And you, you didn't have, you know, some, you know, quality time even with God. And, and we need more than just quality time, though, don't we? 
But if you're not even getting any quality time, you're certainly not getting the quantity of time that you need. The Lord comes to us and He says, I'd like you to, to pray without ceasing. And you know, you, you couldn't even find an hour on Sunday morning to pray last week. And so it's just starting to not be there, isn't it? You're starting to drift away from the Lord. You, you stop concentrating on working out your own salvation. And, you know, you even had good excuses because, hey, the grandson needed stuff and, and you know, the, the son needed stuff and, and you know, there, there were things going on that were necessary. But now how are you feeling inside? You're kind of distant, right? And you're, you're growing a little bit more distant and now a friend, a neighbor comes to you with a, a spiritual concern and you know maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, you would have been able to just help them. The scripture would have just come to the tip of your tongue. You would have just known instinctively what God would have wanted you to give advice on. And, and now they, they come and it's just kind of dry. And, you know, your brain is just kind of foggy. And you have to say, well, I'm, I'm going to have to think about that a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe going to have to, you know, go do some research in the Bible to to you know, give you some sound advice. Well, you know, that, that's certainly fine too, right? We, we like you know, there to be good research behind sound advice, but then are you gonna do it, you say? And the grandson needed more oatmeal, right? The kids called and they're worried about you. I'm sure. Monday went by. You, you didn't spend any time with the Lord. You didn't spend any time in the Word. You didn't spend you know, any time you know, uh, contemplating, you know, ruminating on the Word of God. That's kind of an interesting term, isn't it? To, to, to you know, ruminate, what is that? It's kind of that, that idea of the, the, you know, the cow chewing on its cud. Oh, you say, oh, that's really kind of a gross analogy. But it kind of gives you the, the idea that I, I read from the Word of God. The Word of God is in my mind. It's kind of, you know, kicking around in there a little bit. I, I, I bring it back again. It's like, ick, Now, so I have to try to work a, a little bit to find a little better analogy than the cow, you know, chewing on its cud because it's just kind of ick, isn't it? But it's that idea. It, it, it entered into me. It, it was there. I brought it back again. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working through it. I'm thinking about it even more. Instead of just being kind of lost in the, the series of events in the common days. But especially with the, the political turmoil in our nation right now, it's easy to get lost, isn't it? 
You know, uh, some of you, you know, probably interested in what's going on in, in our, our country, and you're, you're watching the hearings that are taking place in, in the various states. And you, you see these witnesses coming forward, and you see, you know, people from, you know, the big um, name enterprises that are, are speaking out. And, and we saw this week that you know more than a, a hundred congressmen in our United States Congress wanted some action to be taken. And my 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 little news thing, you know, dings on my phone, and I, I woke up this morning. It, it was dinging a couple times because a second senator has now come out and said, when the electoral college is presented, he is going to stand and say no. You think back at, in in the past, back in two thousand, you know, Al Gore was able to get one congresswoman to stand up, and that wasn't enough. President Trump has over a hundred congressmen, and now he has two senators. My phone told me this morning. The latest news: second senator comes on board. You see, we say, what is going on? Well, what's happening? I, I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm in turmoil. Where can I find the peace? I think it's by being selfish in this one area. To be able to say within your own heart, you know what, I understand what it takes for me to have a good week. Now I know what it is for me to have a good Sunday. These are the things I need to be able to do. And then you, you return to the Lord and you begin to do them once again. Now, if for you getting up at, at 5.30 in the morning and, and spending a half hour with the Lord, reading from His Word, going to Him in prayer, is the, the thing that helps you go through the day, you need to be able to get back to that. You need to be able to carry that out. And maybe that, that means that you have to have a... a little bit of a difficult conversation with somebody. Maybe you need to be able to say even to, to your, your husband, to, to your wife, you know what, this is going to be my time with the Lord. I need it. I need it to be strong. I need it to be able to grow. I need it to be able to be fruitful in my life. And you know what, I, I, I think that you will find, if you let me have this time, it will, in fact, improve all of our lives. See? And so, no, it, it doesn't have to be a harsh conversation. No, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a judgmental conversation. It, it just has to kind of be, you know, plainly speaking. I need this. 
Maybe for you, it's not 5.30 in the morning. Maybe, maybe you know, you work better, you know, just before bed. Just before you're going to, to bed, you're, you're going to say, you know what, I need this personal time. I need to be able to spend some time in prayer. I, I, I need to be able to have, you know, time to read the Word of God. I need to be able to have time to, to talk with Him. Because I need to be able to be strong. You know, maybe it means, you know, for, for some of you to, to have that conversation with your family members and say, yeah, you know what, I need to be in a church on Sunday. I, I, I know that the COVID thing is dangerous and I, I know maybe I'm taking a chance, but for my own mental health, I need to be able to go. And now you know, I'm, I'm going to try to find a, a church where maybe there's not, you know, 10,000 people on Sunday, right? And I'm going to try to find a, a church where maybe I know the, the folks there and, and that they you know they're healthy and, and well and they look out for each other. But I need a place where I can be with the Lord, when I, I can hear His Word, but when I can confess my sin on a weekly basis. Where I can you know, sing those songs of praise. Where I can get tight with God again. Because he's drifting away it seems like. We need once again to make it a priority, don't we? Not just, oh, you know, God is kind of like icing on the cake. And, you know, sometimes I, I can just eat the cake, and cake is good, and I like cake. But, you know, if you have icing, well, then it's a little better. No, that, you know, God actually is the cake, isn't he? Right, the way we need the, the foundation, we need the, the central part. Nothing else works really well without it. And so especially this Christmas season, and especially as our country seems to be in turmoil, that we would return to that center once again. What do you need to be strong in the Lord? And then you would take the time and build that back into your lives. You know, I'm sure we, we've all slipped up at times, haven't we? We've all kind of followed that path that I've, I've talked about in the sermon for the, this morning where, you know, we oh, you know, got a, a little bit lazy, whatever, didn't make it to church on a particular Sunday, and then, well, it was pretty easy for two Sundays to, to go by, and then maybe even three Sundays. And we started to drift away from the Lord. Our, our friends and neighbors came for advice, but we couldn't give it because we didn't have anything left inside. We've been there. But the Lord forgives, doesn't he? And the Lord longs for us to be able to come back to him once again. 
The Lord longs to be able to call us his children, his sons, and his daughters. The Lord loves for us to be able to live our lives according to his purpose. That even our own identity would be found in who Jesus says that we are. Now, a pastor might ask the question, you know, who, who are you? And what's the first thing maybe that comes to mind? You say, well, I'm a teacher. I'm a, a farmer. I'm a, a retired person. I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm, I'm a dad. I'm a grandma. I'm a grandpa. Who does God say that you are. His beloved child. Someone that he cared about so much he sent his only son to die for your sin. Someone who's going to be with him in the heavenly places one day. Someone that he cares about so very much that he made of us co-inheritors with his boy. You know, it's so easy for us to forget, isn't it? And we think, well, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if I'm, I can just be God's slave. We have kind of that, that false modesty and we say, wow, you know, if on that last day I can just kind of slide in through the gate, you know? You know, maybe, maybe when the, 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 the gate, the, the judgment, you know, takes place and the, the gate opens up so, you know, Billy Graham can get in, I can just kind of sneak in there too, right? Who does God say that we are. Not even just the adopted kid that says, wow, I got to live with the family, but I understand when the inheritance is split up, it's going to go to the real kids. You know, because we hear about some families that are like that too, right? You know, and, and, you know, the family extends grace to the, the poor, you know, orphaned child and brings them in. And then, you know, the child is raised with the family. And maybe we even send the, the child off to college too, right? Provided for their education. But now the time came to, you know, split up the inheritance. And, well, the, the, the three, you know, real kids get the, get the farm, but that uh, adopted one, well, you know, they just have to be content that they got to live with us and, and be with us and go to college. It's pretty good. And God says, no, you're going to get an equal share. You are really my children. You really belong to me. This is the real thing. I am your father. I love you. 
I love you so very much. Jesus stretched out his arms and he died just for us. Dear friends, when we have a Lord that loves us that much, should we not make him a priority? And of course, as, as you found, you who managed to come to church once again today, right, you found that significance, haven't you? That when I make God a priority, when, when I try to mine it out in my life and I try to work out my salvation, then he meets me, doesn't he? And then he, he's there for me. Then he becomes my rock once again. When I, I wake up in the morning, I no longer have to say, oh, wow, what's going on in the news? Oh, wow, what's happening in the, the country? Oh, I, I don't even know if I'm going to be safe this week. But rather, we can say the Lord is here. He's in my heart. He's in my mind. He's entering into my relationships. I'm able to go to him in prayer and have influence over my family. I'm able to be the light that he calls me to be and I'm able to bring hope when he calls me to bring it. I'm able to have that sustaining power once again. I'm able to reach out to my neighbors and bring them aid as well. Dear friends, that is our hope, isn't it? And that is our purpose. Be selfish as you pursue God. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.